This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. Each episode, we take one real-world business story and apply a key investing lesson to help you build your investor toolkit. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. And just a reminder before we do kick in that we're not experts, we're not financial professionals, and we are not licensed. We're here learning just like you, and nothing on this podcast should be taken as advice. With that, let's crack on. My name my name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Happy dividend season. Thank you. What an exciting time. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, reporting and earnings season gets a lot of buzz, but I am a bigger fan of dividend season. Well, that's because you get cash in the account. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about today because while the market is down, the dividend payments are up. Yes. We're breaking records here. Big Big dividend season. So before we kick in, this episode is sponsored by Sharesies. So thank you for the support. Sharesies let you invest with no minimum. You can choose from thousands of companies and funds across Australia, the US and New Zealand, all with no minimum investment. So dividend season, Ren, what is it? So I don't know if we've just coined this term. Let's say we've coined it. I haven't seen it anywhere, but after reporting season, comes dividend season. And uh, basically a company reports, they say, uh, we're a public company, we're reporting to you how we did because we have to make our results public. And as part of that, they say, we're going to pay our shareholders a dividend. Yes. And then they actually have to do it. And so what happens (laughs) after they tell everyone... Controversial if they say it and they don't. Very controversial. (laughs) Very. Maybe illegal. (laughs) Probably. I mean, if not illegal, like the ASX or the stock exchange would have some words. And ASIC probably. And their investors. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, anyway. derail. So they say they're going to pay a dollar a share dividend. Then the next thing that happens is there's an ex-dividend date. And that's the date where they look at their share register and they say, this is who owns the shares and this is who we've got to pay. And then they actually have to pay it. Yeah. And it's a bit of a slow process. So most companies report their full financial year results in August in Australia. That's when they report. And then in September and sometimes into October is when we actually get paid. So that's what we're calling dividend Dividend season. season. Now, if you have just joined us for the very first time, uh, a quick reminder, jargon buster, that a dividend is simply a payment from the company to their shareholders. Uh, It's usually, well, it is from... uh, profit that they had made that year. So um, you're rewarded for being a shareholder. And every year we have dividend season, but this year is going to be a big one. It is, Ren. $33.5 billion is how big it is going to be this year. Australian companies will be paying that to shareholders in the month of September. To put that in perspective, the previous record for a month was $32.3 billion and that was last September. Right. So it's been a couple of great years for shareholders receiving dividends. The $33.5 billion in September, Ren, you're going to love this because you love dividend season, is going to be followed by another $9 billion in October. Two months of dividends, uh, record dividends. Well, 
No, the thirty-three point five billion is a record. Yeah, well, the nine billion the obviously nine, not a record. It could be. Like we haven't actually looked at what October's record is, so there's that. Um, so, in last week, we saw more than eighteen billion dollars hit the brokerage accounts and bank accounts of Australian investors. Yeah, huge sums of money. Massive. I don't know if the eighteen billion was a record week, but the thirty-three point five billion is definitely a record month, and so. The great news is, as investors, you don't have to do anything to get this money. No. The, as all, you have to, well, all you have to do is own the shares. Yeah. So you do have to do something. Well, it's not very difficult. No. Yeah. Um, but that money, you've probably already seen it hitting your account. If you haven't, uh, you can Google when your company's paying dividends because it will be happening soon. I think that is a clear point to make, Ren. Not every company pays a dividend. So yes. don't expect that every company in your portfolio will be paying a dividend. Now, the big question is, we've got the podium finish of the top three, but before then, the obvious question is, what if I own a managed fund? What if I own an ETF? What if I own a listed investment company? Do I get dividends as well? You do, Ren. If the companies within the ETF or the managed fund or the listed investment company pay dividends, they will uh, get paid through to the managed fund or the ETF provider, whoever it is, and then that distribution will be sent through to you. Yes. Now there's some nuances to it, like a listed investment company might choose not to pay out all the dividends because that's their they're, they're, they're just, right. They're they're right exactly. But if you, for the majority of us who own an S and P 500 index fund or an ASX 200 index fund or a FTSE 100 index fund, do you want me to keep naming indexes? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ETF provider will pass through those dividends to you. Yes. And so the ETF will have a dividend payment date where you get paid your dividend, which is a combination of the dividends paid from all the fractions of the companies that you own. Mm. So in the ASX 200 ETF, you own a fraction of all of those companies. You get a fraction of each of those dividends um, and then you get paid that in a lump sum by the ETF provider. Mm. Pretty good. It's awesome. So let's um, move back to individual companies, Ren. And uh, who's leading the charge? The podium finish for those companies that are paying the most in dividends in September. Yeah, I was going to make this a game, but I actually figured that it wasn't a very interesting game because it's, <laughs> it was a little bit obvious. Um, yeah. Third place, Australia's biggest bank, Commonwealth Bank, $3.5 billion they're paying in dividends on the 29th of September. Great. So uh, soon. Very soon. On the same day, in second place, Fortescue Metals is paying $3.7 billion to shareholders. So $3.5 billion, $3.7 billion. These are big numbers that we're talking about, but they pale in comparison to number one on the podium, BHP, mm. Australia's biggest mining company, one of the world's biggest mining companies, $12.5 billion they paid last week when you're listening to this, 22nd of September, they paid to shareholders. Love to see it. So if you're a shareholder of BHP, Fortescue or Commonwealth, you should definitely uh, be expecting some healthy dividends coming through. And you're, uh, Love to see it. your future wife, uh, her first comment on our new Equity Mates forum is that her favourite stock is BHP. Well, she's, she's in for a large windfall. Well, maybe, it can, <laughs> maybe she can take that dividend and put it towards the wedding. I, uh, no, I think she reinvests, <laughs> which we'll get to in a second. Okay. But let's put uh, that BHP dividend into perspective, Ren, because uh, it does really stack up against some of the biggest companies around the world. Yeah, so uh, Apple paid... In 
2021. So we did a quick Google just before we started recording. Uh, so forgive us if these figures aren't perfect, but uh, Apple in 2021 paid about $14 billion in dividends and Microsoft in this year, 2022, paid about $18 billion in dividends. So BHP's 12, $12.5 billion stacks up. $12.5 billion Aussie, but mm. it's still, you know, still. like it's a heap of money to be paying to shareholders and the great news is a lot of Australian investors own BHP either directly, but if you own an ASX 200 ETF, you're in a it. chunk of it is BHP. That's it. So super fund, likely to have it. So, oh, super fund, definitely have <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so chances are, oh, managed fund, a lot of managed funds own managed BHP. Fund. Um, you're, you're probably likely to have Fortescue and Combank as well. True, <laughs> yeah. true. So chances are you're getting a big chunk of change from the old Broken Hill proprietary. So that's the story, Ren. What's the lesson? How do we manage our dividends? And that's where we want to turn now because you and I, I think, manage dividends a little bit differently. But before then, let's take a quick break. So Bryce, the news of the day is we're in dividend season. Yes. Great time of year. Love it. Santa might bring presents, but dividend season brings money. Cash. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you manage it? When you get paid a dividend, you've got four choices. Mm -hmm. At least four that I could think of. You probably have a fifth. Okay. You could save it. Yep. You could spend it. Yep. You could invest it in something new. Yep. Or you could reinvest it in what paid you the thing. Yep. Any others? You could forget about it. (laughs) Well, isn't that just saving it? (laughs) Unintentional saving. Unintentional saving. Okay, yeah, yeah. You could intentionally saving or you could unintentionally saving. No, I think those four are good, Ren. I've done all four of them. At the same time? Impossible. BHP paid big dividends. Maybe (laughs) not impossible. I see what you mean, splitting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You could split it. That's a fifth. You could split yeah, it. Yeah, this is useless. You so let's gift get to it. <laughs> That's true. That might be a subcategory of spend it though. Okay. Anyway, let's let's keep going. Or you invest maybe that's a subcategory of investing it because it's investing in the relationship. You could with donate the- it. Charitable donation. True. Anyway, this is useless banter. Let's <laughs> get is. to the point. We can't tell you what to do with your dividend. If you've just got a chunk of change from some of these companies, we're not advisors. And even if we were advisors, we wouldn't want to tell you what to do with it. Someone who's retired or on low income would look at dividends very differently to someone whose salary covers their expenses Mm. and dividends are just free cash. Mm. Rather than saying how you should manage it, let's talk about how we manage it personally. Mm -hmm. And you reckon we do it differently. So Mm. why don't you tell me how you do it? So when I started investing, the dividends I was receiving was very small, $8, $11, $15. And so you think, all right, well, yeah, I can spend that. And when I was at uni, sometimes I, I did. I'd take that $50, $50 by then in $50. uni. <laughs> and you'd go Hello. to the pub. You'd go to the pub because, because I, it would inadvertently come through to my bank account and yeah, I'd just be yeah, like, yeah, bang, yeah. I spent it. So with those small amounts, for me, it just made complete sense to just get it all reinvested back into the same company that was paying it. The admin involved in anything else for me wasn't worth it and it's about accumulation. And to be honest, that is the approach that I take today. I don't take any dividends in cash that I know of. I think one company I do actually, just because I haven't set it up, but everything is reinvested. What about for brokers where it's custodial? That's paid in cash. Yeah. Yeah. And that then gets reinvested back into, obviously I do the reinvestment. Into the same thing? Into the same thing. Really? Yeah. That feels like unnecessarily disciplined from you. Why wouldn't you just invest it in whatever you want to invest in? Well, because my thing is like, if I'm happy to take a dividend from this and I haven't sold it, why wouldn't I continue to just build that position? True. So- um, I mean, if you've got like 
portfolio balance, diversification, if you've got better portfolio positions. Portfolio balance. I'm not an expert. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Well, you don't have to be an expert to have a balanced portfolio. That's the whole point of what we're doing here. You can do it yourself. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I, I don't – I think that the size of the dividends that are coming in, like I'm not receiving – I'm not near retirement stage where I'm receiving $20,000 worth of dividends a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's a couple of hundred bucks here and there kind of thing. I mean it all adds up. Like if I was to probably take all of my dividends that I receive on a yearly basis, compile it and then make an investment, yeah. pro- probably – I was going to say, you do have to take all the dividends you're paid on a yearly base, basis and compile it to report it for tax. But sorry, but I mean in yeah, cash yeah, yeah. and compile yeah, it. Yeah. 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 But um, where possible, everything is set up as reinvestment. Cool. Because in my mind, if I don't want to do that, then do I actually want the investment? Sure. That's kind of how I see it. Fair enough. That's it. Cool. <laughs> what about you, Ren? What do you do? So I reinvest my dividends, but I don't dividend reinvest. Let so you take it that. and put it in something new. Yeah. Well, yep. not, not necessarily something new. There's two ways to approach this. And let me start with a quick confession, which is I find share registries really difficult to deal with, especially having multiple brokers, which means I have multiple hints. And, you know, like even when I do try and deal with them, often I find that they're uh, – I just find their system so difficult. Like last night I got a letter from a registry. There was a – a hin on the letter. I tried to put it in the broker and it was just like, this number doesn't exist. And I was like, I'm looking at the paper. I'm in the right registry. doesn't exist. And so I was just like, too hard. Were you in the individual portfolio, individual holding section? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and then some of the brokers I use are custodial rather than chess sponsored. So mm-hmm. that I can't go into the registries there. Mm. So what I do is I take the cash, but I don't spend it. I invest it in, not new, but I put it in things that I want to balance out. So like if I think I'm underweight certain things or, you know, if I'm trying to invest in something, I'll just take that money and and use it to invest in that. And so a lot of the times it'll just go into index ETFs. Or if there's like a stock that I'm like, I, I want to pull the trigger on this or, you know, something's looking cheap at the moment, I'll just use the dividend payment to go towards that. Mm, mm. Yeah. So it gets reinvested, but I don't dividend reinvest. Yeah. I think an important thing to consider is that if, and this is what is, a, is, is frustrating about some of the chess holdings, is that if you take an investment in cash and then reinvest it back into the same company, you're paying brokerage for nothing because dividend reinvestment is brokerage free. Yes, so, so that is an argument for dividend reinvestment. Yeah. The argument against dividend reinvestment is that if you – they don't give you fractions of shares. No. So sometimes you just have loose cash sitting yeah. there waiting for the next dividend yeah. cycle. that's important to remember. Yeah, but yeah. It's, both of those things are at the margins. Yeah. I agree with the, um, the point around brokerage though. You've got you to be conscious about it but like – it's not like I'm taking an $8 dividend and then making an $8 investment. Course, yeah. It's like I'm rolling it up with the money that I'm putting aside to invest yeah, and it course. just rolls into that big consolidated, well, medium-sized consolidated investment fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I agree on the on the front of these registries though, bro. Like they're f- Oh, it's broken. It's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly hard to navigate. Once you're even in as well, understanding where to do the d- dividend reinvestment like ticking which boxes, it's mm. way too complicated and 
We need it. We need to do something about it. We need look, to take action. Look, they say that the best recipe for a startup is a large total addressable market and incumbents with low net promoter scores. And you know that's what Uber did to the taxi industry. That's what Airbnb did to the hotel industry. Big market, terrible incumbents. And I don't want to piss off share registries because they are integral parts of the stock market ecosystem, but there is an opportunity for there disruption is. There, there is. They'll blame the ASX. They'll bl- yeah. 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 Anyway, Ren. <laughs> anyway. So hey, that- opportunity for disruption there as well. <laughs> so the story is that we're in dividend season, record dividend season here in Australia. And the lesson is that uh, managing them is important. It's just like superannuation. Don't forget about them. It is in your control. You can spend, save, invest in something new or reinvest in what you're already invested in. The important thing I think is just to make a conscious decision about what you're doing. Don't let it fly into the account and not recognize it and it flies away again because over a long period of time yeah, can make a difference. We can't give financial advice, but I would say don't spend it. <laughs> like, unless you need to spend it, yeah. don't spend it. Yeah, that's right, Ren. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you to Sharesies for sponsoring today's episode. Sharesies let you invest with no minimum. You can choose from thousands of companies and funds across Australia, the US and New Zealand, all with no minimum investment. And for more market news and investing resources, you can follow their Sharesies Instagram at Sharesies AU or visit the Learn section on their website. Plenty of awesome resources available there. And if you follow their Instagram, you might see our uh, yeah. f- our familiar walking hat wearing market update giving co-host here, Bryce Lesky. That's on it. There. Soon to be not hat wearing once I get married, I think I'm going to cut my hair. Oh, is that why you wear the hat? Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway, let's pick it up. We'll uh, con- continue the conversation. Will you wear a hat at the wedding? Next week. Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.